This podcast made possible by our good friends at Tardy's Collector's Corner. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure you're checking for all the latest and greatest at Tardy's. Also brought to you by Grand Rapids Comic Con, November 9th through the 11th, 2018 at the DeVos Place. Tickets on sale now at grcomiccon.com. Hello and welcome, all you nerds, poindexters, and Marvel Cinematic Universe wannabe fungins. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm Captain Dick Sledge from the Court of Nerds, and for whatever reason, they let the Z-Team operate the podcast this week. Oh, yeah. I am not alone, however. I am uh, sitting across the screen from me uh, is a good reverse centaur friend. Say hello. Hey guys, uh, this is what Madge, Yavana, Marjorie. Yeah, oh, whatever you want to go by. There we go. Let's go by. Uh, and, okay, we'll go by Madge. Uh, and uh, sitting across the screen for me is my new best friend and ginger lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, say hello. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sweetwater, and I'm so thrilled that you just called me your ginger lover. I feel very honored. Well, I mean, you are uh, cuckold. Uh, and since I am his wife, uh, I think it is only fair and proper. Uh, so I, what inside jokes this? are super fun for listeners. Hey, he called me charming. He can say whatever he wants. After that, he is the best human being in my life right now. <laughs> I that you can uh, roll your R's. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's keep it rolling how I usually like to keep it rolling. Uh, uh, I like to drink. Uh, I know another one of us here likes to drink, and so uh, I- I'm going to start us off uh, talking about the beer that I am drinking right now uh, by uh, Connecticut Valley Brewing Company called Into the Woods. It's a New England-style uh, in- India Pale Ale, uh, mm. and there's a lot of hiking trails in and around Connecticut. Uh, what's great about this uh, beer is, though, that every purchase of this beer helps preserve uh, the blue uh, trails here in Connecticut. Uh, The Connecticut Forest and Parks Association gets uh, a cut of every can that is sold. And so it's it's a nice little 6.7 alcohol content, around 80 IBUs. Uh, It's uh, refreshing right now. Marjorie, what are you drinking? Mm, That's beautiful, Kev. Um, I am trying not to drink very much at all because I'm an old lady and my body can't handle alcohol anymore. And also I was drinking earlier today. So I am having a single shot of Journeyman Distillery's bourbon whiskey. Um, I don't often drink hard alcohol, but when I do, it's Journeyman's Distillery, which is in Grand Rapids-ish or near here. Anyway, it's a local distillery and it's delicious and not too expensive and also not from the east side of the state. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Detroit listeners. uh, uh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure our uh, newest companion can top anything that we... I've brought to the table. Austin, what are you guzzling, sir? Yeah, I am drinking the hardest liquid of all. It's uh, called H2O with the urine from Rita Repulsa after she had just turned Tommy into the evil green Power Ranger. <laughs> I, I had nothing, so that's what I went with because I just bought that comic book. No, 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 no. I'm, I have questions for you after about your oh. distillation process. 
afterwards. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> very technical and very discreet. I try not to give it to too many people, but mm-hmm. since I'm one of you guys now, That's right. all the secrets are on the table, all, so I, I will tell you afterwards. It's all in the family. All right. Exactly. All right, so after <laughs> all the piss jokes get done, uh, we have a podcast uh, to run. Uh, this is a special podcast. Uh, the special. Three of us, yeah, the three of us all got to see Ant-Man and a Wasp this weekend, and so we figured... We need to talk about it with each other. Why not record it and make it a spoiler cast? So warning, dear listeners, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled, uh, turn off and listen to That's So Braven or something like that. Uh, it don't do that. It won't contain spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Warning, Will Robinson. Warning. <laughs> All right, so are we ready? All yeah, right, let's, let's get down and dirty. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, is the latest Marvel MCU movie, capping off 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, The movie opened uh, to uh, a $36 million day, which isn't, I mean, it's not huge, uh, but it was a a bit about $12 million more than the first one. The first Mm. weekend, uh, it did about $76 million which is about uh, $23 million more than the first Ant-Man movie did, uh, and right about what they expected it to be at. Uh, The Rotten Tomatoes score, it's sitting at 86% right now, uh, with a top credit score of 71%, uh, which is one of the lowest, honestly, uh, MCU movies. uh, Mm -hmm. right, Right before, I think, Thor Dark World was the worst. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, yeah. And audience score is right around 79%, which is also rather low for an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that all said, uh, I think we all have some remarkable things to say about the movie. But first, how about we get a recap from the movie from our dear friend Sweetwater? <sighs> this is going to be a challenge. I, I had like an instant brain fart as soon as you tossed it to me. So, Ant Man and the Wasp, we, we start with the fact that Mr. Ant Man. I can't even remember his real name in the movie. Scott. That's how bad this is going to be. Scott, thank Scott you. Lang. Uh, Scott Lang, yeah. Protege, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Protege <laughs> to, to uh, Hank Pym, of course, played by yes. the one and only. Yeah, see, you're, you're, I, I, you, you, you're, you're coming to me. It's played by Michael Douglas. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, had, I'm not ready I had Martin Sheen on the brain. Uh, oh, so, I thought you were like trying to set it up so we could answer. No, you just blanked it. Yeah, no, of course I blanked. I can. I they're they're like interchangeable. Martin Sheen, Kirk. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Scott Lang is under house arrest because of what happened in the first movie. Obviously, uh, he uh, helped Captain America. So on. You want to get into that? Do we well, what happened first? in Civil War? Right. Well, you know what I'm saying. Okay. I I, I anyway. do know what you're saying, but this is a nerd cast. Well, I'm and... kind of assuming that these people have seen those movies. Actually, it was in Civil Wars. <laughs> Touche. Touche. You're right. <laughs> this was the worst idea you've ever had is letting me do the recap. Uh... Just because both of us were too oh. chicken shit to do oh, it. Oh, I have had far worse, worse ideas, you beautiful, beautiful man. Oh, hey. <laughs> beautiful. I'll drink to that. Uh, so anyway, Scott Lang, under house arrest. He, uh, I can't remember how he decides not to be under house arrest. Now I'm losing it already. Well, uh, he needs to help Hank Pym, right? Well, he has a dream, if you remember. Right. 
that he's talking to <clears throat> what well that that he is what he doesn't know at the time is he's ba he basically is um uh the wasp Evangeline Lilly's Hank Pym's daughter help me out here well he he actually he finds uh uh you know his daughter uh and he is actually himself uh Janet uh Van Dyne uh, which is played by Michelle Pfeiffer. The one and only Michelle the Pfeiffer. One and only. Oh my god, Michelle Pfeiffer. Preach. And, but then he uh, calls Hank. Yep. Right? He calls Hank and he says, Hey Hank, just thought I should let you know. Had this really crazy dream. I don't know if it's anything, but it felt really real. And then next thing you know, Hank and daughter are like, Yo, what if, uh, what if mom slash wife is actually in the subatomic world? What if she's still alive? What if we can find her? Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, things get a little hectic. Yeah, things it's get a it, little crazy. Yeah, it's like they need to make this tunneling device, right? Uh, this uh, subatomic tunneling device to, to reach her. Uh, and they need parts for that. So they have to go to these black market dealers in order to get all this uh, technology that obviously S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't want them to have. Right. Yep. So Hope and <clears throat> Hank Pym, so Hope and her dad, go and basically abduct, abduct uh, Scott from being under house arrest and, you know, take him off onto their antics, which involves lots of their entire lab shrinking down to a suitcase size, as we saw in the trailer, um, being ported out into a woods, which, side note, Sorry that I'm talking lots right now. I, I thought that it was really interesting that <clears throat> uh, their use of, like, the heist as the lab, like, the thing that they're chasing after is it's not only just a device. Like, it's the lab as, like, this little suitcase size thing, which I just thought was really fun and unique. Because like the first movie, this is a heist movie as well. All exactly. Right? Which makes it, it so it fun. Which it which does make it very fun. Anyway, we were interrupting Sweetwater. Go ahead, Sweetwater. No, you're good. I love it. Sorry, and, and then as they they go to find this extra part that they need to build the uh, subatomic driver. As what did we call it? Tunnel. Tunnel. Thank you. It's a tunnel to the sure. quantum realm. Thank you. You guys are using big terms. I'm not that smart. Uh, so then, as they're Nerd. making this deal and they're trying to get the the extra part, we learn that uh, the ghost as they call her, mm -hmm. is a thing, but we don't know what the thing is. It's just mm -hmm. this weird thing that like can go through walls and beat the crap out of people because she's a weapon, essentially, we come to find out. And the ghost gets the part. The ghost uh, is trying to build this tunnel for different reasons, and we find that out later. The, I, the, the guy, I can't think of the guy's name. I always think of him as Morpheus. From oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Thank you, Lawrence Fishburne. Wait, that's not him, is it? Yes. yes. Yeah, he plays oh. Bill Foster. Yeah, who's who's a who's a, a frenemy of Dr. Hank Pym. Yeah, Bill Foster and Hank Pym used to be old co-workers, and now they're not. They don't speak to each other because of two different reasons. They've both got their own stories, obviously. Um, and then we learn that Mr. Foster is helping the ghost because the ghost, I, I don't know her disease or like what's going on, but her atoms are like ripping apart as she lives. It's messed up. It was an accident that was caused by... Uh, um, her father, who was Hank Pym's protege, who was carrying on his research into the quantum realm, which like happened on her and killed her mother and like fucked up her DNA. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, you shouldn't perform atomic experiments in Chechnya. 
Like, like, let's be honest. Uh, the safety codes are not there. No, you know, and no. Uh, you're going to go out not of regulating phase. that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, Ghost uh, goes out of phase, and she is played by Hannah John Kamen, who's amazing and fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even I, see. I don't know actor names. That's why you guys are so amazing at this. No, we have IMDb up in front of us. Oh, you're smarter than me. Though. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm literally just watching my waveforms, making sure that everything's good on my end. You're like, no, I've got research up and I'm doing all this cool stuff while you're just spitballing and trying to remember off the top of your head like an idiot. Oh, yeah. That's, it's totally to that. fair of us to do Cheers that. Cheers to, to that. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, go on. Fair. Please. So, go on. Ghost and Foster get the extra part. They start building their tunnel. Well, I don't even know if they got to that point. But they uh, eventually, Hank. And the daughter, who I can't remember the name, and you Hope. guys have got IMDb Hope. up. Hope. Hope. And Played by the one and only Evangeline Lilly. It was amazing. There you go. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, they get the part back. They build the tunnel. They're getting ready to go. And then more chaos ensues. And that's like you said, it's the heist stuff. Uh, the Hope, not Hope, Ghost and Foster. I'm going to get this. Ghost and Foster start extracting the DNA. Or not the DNA. What do they extract? I'm, the quantum energy. Thank you. As Which will eventually save her. The, right. Mm-hmm. So they're extracting that from um, Janet, Janet as as Hank Pym has epically rescued her from the quantum realm. And actually, like, she kind of rescues him, like, at that moment, which enables him to come back, which ties into, like, her amazing apparent quantum healing powers that she brings back from the quantum realm, which is amazing. Um. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, she's coming through. So, like, they're extracting it from Janet, but they're going to kill Janet in the process. And so, and then, I'm sorry. No, you're doing great. No, and meanwhile, the whole time, you've got the black market guys. And who's the guy who plays the bla- the lead black market character? Oh. The guy that plays Sonny? Yes. Because oh, he is Walter, my favorite. Walter Goggins. He is my favorite in Justified. Oh, my God. Oh, I, that dude is so money and everything that he does. Yeah. He plays oh. the perfect sleazeball. Yes, and he does that in Justified, and he does that in another movie, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but he's so good. Uh, but the whole while, the whole while, you've got those guys going after the lab, like you said. It's not even the part. They're going after this mini-compartmentalized lab that was shrunk down. You've got the FBI going after the lab. You've got Hank and Hope going after the lab, and then you've got uh, Ghost and Foster going after the lab. Right. So, You've got these amazing chase scenes. I love when Ant-Man gets huge and then all of a sudden he's small and then he can't control it. And the whole time he's still trying to figure out how to make that work. Uh, And then Hank's new partner in the security uh, company that they have. Names. I got nothing. Oh, Ex-Con Security Systems? Ex-Con Security Systems, yes. Scott's friend. Yeah. Luis. Yeah. He is, he's a wonderful character. He's played by Michael Pena. Yeah, I love everything about him. The whole time when he's like driving his little Hot Wheels car, he's like, oh my gosh, this thing shrinks. Boom, did it. The Hot Wheels <laughs> car. Can we just take a, like a moment of awe for like the Micro Machines Hot Wheel carrying case in which Hank okay. Pym was carrying all of his luxury cars? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's a little kid's dream. What, well, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Wouldn't you, if you could carry a suitcase of cars with you and on a whim i feel like you know driving a testarossa today bam 
There it is. And of course, Luis pulls the Hot Wheels car that all of us remember, which is the purple, like weird station wagon with the red flames on the front. And an unnecessary blower on the right (laughs) it's embedded into our childhood memories and of course that's the chase car so it's this i mean like you said sweetwater it's it's this like amazing uh, chase heist combination incorporating all of these crazy elements from our childhood the you know hello kitty pez dispenser of course (laughs) meanwhile and here's another thing i forgot was that uh hey or not hank uh scott ant man himself is not supposed to be away from his home because he's under house arrest. So there's that dynamic where the whole time he's like, I got to go back home because I'm supposed to have this ankle bracelet on to prove that I'm there. And if the FBI ever shows up and I'm not there, they're going to take me away for like 25 years plus. And that whole dynamic was fantastic because it's a, it's such a mental conundrum for him. And I thought that was well played out. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Bobby uh, Cannaval, who played Jim Paxton, the, the agent uh, that was essentially in charge of Scott Lang. So funny. And their dynamic oh, was God. fantastic. So good. The, the the dynamic between Rudd and him was just there was there was tension, there was energy. Right. And it was all going one way. Right. Right. Oh, did you? I, I thought like you were asking me out out to dinner though. Did you? Okay. All right. No. No. Like, did you? Did you? But did you want to grab dinner sometime? <laughs> No, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. And so I, I think we're already getting into the analysis bit here uh, as we're breaking down some of our favorite moments. Uh, so let's wrap up. The the movie ends. Wouldn't you know, uh, the heroes uh, come out alive. Uh, Including Scott Janet. Manages, yeah, with Janet, Scott manages to trick the FBI, and he's off a of house arrest. Hank and uh, Janet and Hope are all together as a family again. Yes. Oh. And then the post credit scene rolls. Mm-hmm. What's going oh, on there? Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, so I yelled. I physically yelled in the theater when this happened, and I was so mad at myself for being that guy. But damn it, it caught me off guard. Yep. So they, uh, they decide they need to go back into Subatomic World, Subatomica, and they're going to collect the... Healing particles. Energy. They're helping Ghost. Right. So so she's decided to become their ally, which we'll talk about more in just a sec. Um, And so they're collecting more of the healing particles that Janet Van Dyne has found in the quantum realm to help heal ghosts. So, yeah. So Scott goes back into the quantum realm. Scott goes back. He collects those particles. He collects the energy in his little thing that they created. And then it's time to pull him back in. And he's thinking it's a joke that he's not being pulled back into the real world. And then what do you know? Hope. Uh, Hank and Janet are just gone, a.k.a. Infinity War style. They're just disappeared. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Into a little pile of weird ashes. Leaving, leaving, leaving Scott alone in the quantum realm. <gasps> uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a bit. But let's, let's first talk about what, what was your favorite parts of the movie? Like, give me a scene. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I, I can go first if you want me to. Sure. <laughs> All right. It. So it came right at the beginning of the movie. Uh, it's when Scott is interfacing with Cassie, his daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ca- Cassie is played by uh, Abby Ryder uh, Fortson. So uh, she's good. A, she's so, so fucking good. Child actor prodigy, let me tell you. Her facial and, expressions, she just nails it every time. And... Uh, 
they're going through a heist inside of a, you know, a cardboard like tunnel. And Scott has had two years inside of his house in house arrest. And he has built this ginormous cardboard fort. (laughs) All right. Where he is going through with his daughter and they're having their own little heist, you know, where they have to get the, the secret prize, which is the trophy that she gave him, which said on the trophy, world's greatest grandma (laughs) and i tell when i saw when when that came on the screen i laughed out loud and like i swear (laughs) half the people in the theater looked at me what we were lolling that was fucking hilarious i thought it uh, it, uh, (laughs) oh i was at uh, celebration cinema right there in uh, grand rapids when i was visiting y'all and these jabronis didn't laugh with you? They stared at you and judged you for laughing at a hilarious joke? Do yes, better, yes. Do better. Was... But the best part of that was the slide, the escape. Was the escape. The the cardboard slide all the way down the stairs, through the house, outside, and into the yard. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know, that gave me some great ideas to destroy some of my own house property with my son. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet. <clears throat> I bet it did. Uh, does anybody else have a, a favorite scene? Um, well, Sledge, you're making my ovaries hurt a little bit with all of that. Um, that scene made my ovaries hurt a little bit. Um, I have to say, though, my you, you liked it. Oh, sweet water. He's, he's, he's he, 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 yeah. No that. one's ever ready the first time. <clears throat> um, <laughs> no, uh, I have to say, I just Paul Rudd could not be he just he could not be more more perfect so that scene when uh scott and hope and hank are in the lab and they're building they're trying to build uh the the tunnel to the quantum realm and janet suddenly channels him like they have scott there because they're trying to (laughs) like access whatever connection janet has to him right and so she does, and and Janet Van Dyne, played by Mich- the one and only Michelle Pfeiffer, is suddenly channeled by Paul Rudd's character, and he like starts talking to Hope as like her mom, and like touches Hank Pym's <laughs> face, like oh sweetheart, I. I think that Paul Rudd just fucking nailed it. It was brilliant. I was convinced. I was like, oh my God, Paul Rudd is being Michelle Pfeiffer as Hope's mom right now. Like, that's exactly what he's doing. It was so good. It was so charming. It was weird. And also family. Like, he managed to nail the... It, it, it was touching, right? Like, it was a touching yeah, moment. And also it was very good. weird. And they also managed to get Paul Rudd's shirt off for a brief scene. And you got to see his sick, sick abs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweetwater, favorite part? Uh, I, I love that part as well. That was amazing when Janet's being channeled into Scott's body. And like you said, Paul Rudd nailed it. Um, I also love the part where uh, the daughter's name is Cassie, yes? Yes. yes. Cassie was talking to uh, <clears throat> her father, Scott, about uh, – I, I can't remember the exact terms, but she said sometimes you have to like 
do what's best for other people. You got to help other people, something like that. Mm. And then she goes, after all, you are the world's greatest grandma. And I died. This was the second time that <laughs> reference came up and I fucking lost it. And <laughs> no one judged me in my theater. So that was okay. Um, no, but yeah, th- those were two that stuck out. And then uh, I'm a sap for like the emotional bullshit. So why not? When uh, Janet heals ghost, I was like, Oh my God. Like, Ghost is sitting there complaining about how she always feels pain and she's always miserable. And the actress portrayed that fantastically mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she was really in pain being an actress. And uh, Janet healed her. And I was like, oh, my little heartstrings, my little ginger heartstrings. So good, right? I mean, yeah, this yeah. this theme of like making like solving your enemy's problems as a means of, of problem solving instead of trying to destroy your enemy, trying to help them. And, and I, again, I just, just the idea that Janet came back from the quantum realm basically as like this quantum healing shaman is just, that's mind blowing to me. I love that direction. It's yeah. All right. So, uh, favorite, uh, characters, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Paul Rudd for you, Madge. No, no, uh, no. Janet Van Dyne, of course. Oh, <clears throat> Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. 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 She's, she's some white gold. Um. I just, I, I'm, I'm so, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Tim Burton Batman, 90s Batman, mm. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, I just, I, I, also, Lady Hawk is in my top five movies. So I just, I have, I have Major Ladywood for Michelle Pfeiffer, and I thought that it was so fitting that they brought her as Janet Pym, who really is, you know, a badass in the old school comics and, and cartoons, and I'm, I'm, just so happy that they gave her character um, her due diligence with a really, really incredible actress like Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. and let's let's be honest. Janet uh, is the is a true hero. Yes, Hank is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in comics wise and stuff, Hank Pym really isn't that great of a guy. No, uh, and you can never really, even in this movie as they portray him, you don't really trust anything that Hank Pym is saying. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, he makes all these excuses and stuff like that. He does have this ego. And the problem is, you believe the antagonist over him. And he's supposed to be one of the good guys. Right. And so I I think Michael Douglas pulls that character very well. But that said, my favorite actor in this was Luis, was Michael Pena's Luis. Yes. Uh, And I don't know, I love the recollection scenes uh, when he gets like, he did it in the first movie and stuff too, where he's narrating all these scenes. Uh, But in this movie, it's when he got the truth serum. I I know there's no such thing as a truth serum. Let me tell you, let me tell you where Scott's at right now. (laughs) (laughs) And when he just goes into hyper OCD mode and just starts spitballing, like everything that's going on. Oh my God. He is amazing. <laughs> he is. And his whole being the boss and the leading of the ex-con, he's turned into this, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. So for Ant-Man and Wasp 3, he needs a suit. He better get a suit. Ooh. You know, what it doesn't. What would suit be? It doesn't need powers. It just needs a suit. He just needs a suit. Yeah, I, <laughs> he just needs a suit. I don't know. I disagree. He is, as they say in, wow, I'm mixing up my sci-fi, uh... Spider-Man Homecoming. He's the guy in the chair, right? Yeah, he is the guy in the chair. He's the guy in the chair. Right. He's he's the he's the Batman. He's he's Samwise Gamgee. 
Samwise Gamgee doesn't get the suit. Samwise Gamgee only ever carries the ring in the utmost of need. Uh, Sweetwater, favorite character? Uh, I don't want to say T.I., but I'm not going to say T.I., but I love T.I. I thought his little moments were incredibly (laughs) useful, but, and it was just weird seeing T.I. as an actor. So shout out to T.I., but that's not my favorite. I'll I'll probably (laughs) stick with Paul Rudd. Because uh, yeah. everything he does is magical. I don't think I've disliked any Paul Rudd movie ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this one just kept it going for me. I think he was the, the, the core that kept most of it together. Uh, but also, shoot, I'm not going to give you a straight answer. I'm sorry. Uh, whoever played Ghost, I can't remember who you said, but she was fantastic. Anna. I felt her pain when she was talking half the time. I'm like, damn, this girl went through some shit. So, yeah, I loved her too. I'll go with Ghost. Yeah, screw you, Paul Rudd. Sorry, I'm going with Ghost. <laughs> Screw, and wouldn't we all like to screw Paul Rudd? All right. Mm. So let's, let's, let's talk about direction uh, that the MCU is going. This, this caps off 10 years. I thought it was a fitting ending of 10 years and stuff like that. It's a lower-key movie. You know, the stakes weren't the highest. But in the end, it tied into Infinity War. And so where do you think it goes from here? What's going to happen to Scott Lang? I I think there's all manner of fun ways that he can be fetched from the quantum realm in time for uh, Infinity War, in in probably Infinity Wars too, but really, like, it kind of leaves it open. Like, he could be be fetched from the quantum realm by, you know, anybody in, in, I don't know, any other movies. What do you guys think? Yeah, my question is, how would they pull him from the quantum realm? Because we... We we kind of know who's alive and don't know who's alive. Like I don't. That whole thing screws me up. Maybe Scott's not alive. Maybe it's one of those mind fucks. And they're like, nope, everyone who disappeared is actually alive. Because you well, know that theory's out there. Well, and 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 I know Marjorie, you'd you'd like to get into that where where half of the universe is uh, actually. Mm. Uh, I do propose that Scott Lang is alive in our current continuity. Uh, and he is stuck in the quantum realm. Uh, now, Scott Lang's character in the comic books, and he goes a bit crazy. Exposure to Pym particles does drive you insane. All right? And I think this is the means, like, he is going to get stuck in the quantum realm for an extended period of time. And I think, mm-hmm. and if anybody can pull crazy off, it's Paul Rudd. And it's going to be heartbreaking when it happens because he is such a lovable character in these movies uh, and such a great father figure that when they pull him out, something is going to be wrong with Scott and I don't know if it can be fixed. And that is, that is what I am thinking is going to end up happening. Uh, I don't necessarily, who knows? Maybe Hawkeye will pull him out because who knows what's going on there, you know, but, uh, Hawkeye shows up at the empty computers and like hits a button and Scott like shows back up and let's he's go, like, Hey buddy, let's go grab a beer. Clint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. See, I, I imagine it being something simple like that, but I don't know. Who knows? Can, can Thor like jump in there or something? I don't know. I'm just throwing random shit out mm, there. It's, Thor's it's got, Marvel. Thor's, Thor's got kind of a blunt weapon. He's not much of a science <laughs> guy. I mean, he, why would he have a computer? I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> he's, he's fucking Thor. Uh, yeah, good point. Uh, anyway, uh, hmm. I think that 
we covered pretty much everything I think we needed to cover. Uh, other than what you would rate this movie. Uh, we could do all the lists no. and stuff. Like, we could we could place it in the hierarchy of the MCU movies. Uh, oh but my. that's that's convoluted. Oh no, that's a lot. Uh, let's just give it a letter grade. All right? Like, like we're back in high school. All right? Oh. What would you give it, Marjorie? Well, I like to be very generous in my grading, as I like to think my students would attest to. Um, I I can't think of any reason not to give it an A, honestly. Like, you know, if we're if if we're ranking it in other movies in the cinematic, you know, in the MCU, there's there's some fucking amazing movies in the MCU. So I don't necessarily know that I would put it in my top five, but there's absolutely no reason not to give it a solid A, not an A minus A plus. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the most amazing movie in the MCU, but it was exactly what it needed to be. And it did what it needed to do. I think much better than we expected it to. Sweetwater. Do you have any contention with that grade? I was going to go A minus as soon as you said the letter grade. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, like you said, I don't know if it's in my top five for MCU. I don't know if it's even in the top ten. But it, to say, and I hate people who go in and, like, over-nerd movies mm. and they just think way too much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Yep. Think about it. Mm-hmm. But enjoy it. Like, if you didn't fucking enjoy it, then, yeah, give it a D. Fine. But uh, if you if you enjoyed it and you're laughing out loud at grandma jokes, then hey, it's probably a decent movie, and you you'd probably enjoy it, enjoy it again. So uh, I'm not gonna go see it again in theaters, but if it comes out on DVD, I'll probably own it. All right. So, you know, so a a minus. Now uh, I just came off of rating a, a, a Brian Michael Bendis comic, so I've been pretty salty of late. Uh, so <laughs> we gave you a shout out in the Tardies Facebook Live. <laughs> we, we called you out on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the hate train. Anyway, uh, uh, normally, I, in ranking it inside the MCU, I don't, I don't think it it does justice. Like there are so many good films. Like to to put it in a low ranking, it takes away how good this film actually is. So I I am I am actually with Sweetwater. I'm going to say a minus. Uh, not everything was spot on. There were some problems. Uh, there were some uh, directorial issues. There were some continuity issues even inside of the film. Uh, for instance, where Hank Pym was sitting versus where Janet Van Dyne was sitting uh, on their return and where they got out from. Believe it or not, that's the kind of shit I notice. Nerd. Uh, and so... Like, when, when you don't cross your T's and dot your I's and stuff like that, you have people like me call you out. Uh, but still, it was a very good movie. It touched me uh, emotionally because of the, the Cassie dynamic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, solid A-. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Good movie. Also, just for the record, everyone who disappeared in Infinity Wars is actually trapped in the Soul Gem dimension. Just saying. Just saying. What, the, what does that even mean? <laughs> you just said word. And, and what does it mean? That on a oh future Z Team podcast, I am sure. <laughs> so, uh, closing it out right now, I am Captain Dick Sledge from the Court of Nerds, uh, saying, "Hey, Marjorie, give us a plug." 
Oh, I plug our most recent Reverse Centaur episode, which is a bonus episode in which uh, all of us lose our minds without Grant as our DM. <laughs> and oh yes, there's uh, a taco fest and some 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 tent pulling and yes, lots of lots of sexual content. So and let's go right over guy. to Sweetwater, who is uncontrollably laughing. What do you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't even know you were doing this. You set me up for failure. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> should I plug like our social medias? We've got a Twitter. We've got an Instagram. It's uh, Court underscore of underscore Nerds. We're also on the Facebook. Just search Court of Nerds. And then I'll plug this because we do it every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we're at Tardy's Comic Books doing a Facebook Live talking about the picks of the week. I'm there just for fodder, I guess. I don't really do anything except screw up the production value of it. So uh, be sure to tune into that on every Wednesday and go check out Tardy's Comic Books. They That's right. Cool shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, from all of us here at the Court of Nerds, go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a good movie. You shouldn't, you shouldn't regret it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm telling you, have mm-hmm. a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.